Hey everyone, this is Chris and you're listening to One Cross Radio and today I am joined by my uh, cousin and friend Sam. Uh, Sam lives in the UK. He is currently in college and also listener, just a heads up, uh, there may be some background noise. We are recording this over Skype. Um, Sam's in his dorm and also I have my puppy Luna lying on my foot. Right now she's being quiet. Hopefully she will the whole way through. But you may at some point hear some barking because she's adorable and wants to play all the time. Uh, exactly. And Sam, you know that. You, you've got Cheds, Cheddar. But Cheds is back home. So. Uh, yeah, I miss her. I miss her a lot. <laughs> all right. So, Sam, uh, good to see you, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, this one's a, it's a little bit different with with it being family, so it, it is interesting. Um, Sticking around the whole time. Oh yeah, just oh man. <laughs> so uh, Sam, could you share a bit with us about your testimony, my good man? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so uh, I've grown up in a in a Christian home. Uh, my father is a pastor in the the Church of England, and uh, basically, just I've grown up in a beautiful city called Bath my whole life. I uh, sort of grew up as a Christian, uh, often uh, at school we'd get into those sort of debates about Christianity and uh, where, yeah, the sort of faith sort of questions we have about creation or um, suffering and those sort of things. I always found myself on the, the Christian side of the argument, um, but often a lot of that sort of knowledge is a lot of more sort of head, head knowledge rather than heart knowledge. Um, I didn't really know too much about that. Uh, while I was uh, at school, I just thought, yeah, I was just being a Christian. I, I, I was seemed to be better in works, perhaps, than my friends, so I thought I was doing okay. Um, but sort of got to sixth form, uh, and um, once you turn 18 in the UK, there's a, there's a big drinking culture um, over <laughs> here. Um, so sort of got involved in the drinking culture, uh, which wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. I sort of had my my eyes focused. I wanted to be uh, investment in going to investment banking. Um, I sort of mm. lined up my my subjects uh, to do that. Um, I so so sort of did my uh, my work experience at various uh, different different organisations, trying to get that uh, extra edge when I went to university to try and get into those bigger firms. Uh, very money orientated, um, but uh, there there was a, an event. What happened uh, in? Uh, in in 2015, I believe it was. Um, Say, so I actually I I was diagnosed with uh, something called IgA nephropathy. Um, in in uh in a hospital, I had to go and have some kidney pains, um, which basically changed my life a little bit for two months until I saw the specialist because I thought I had this uh, disease which um which does sort of uh, affect your life. Uh, a lot more. You're not really sure how. I wasn't really sure how it was going to affect me, um, but after two months, got told, no, that's fine. You're, you're cleared of that. So either by God's grace or medical misdiagnosis, um, that that's that's sort of, uh, yeah, that that wasn't something which uh, was on my life. But those two months there sort of made me think more about what what life was about and what what I was doing. In the background before this, um, God had sort of pushed me towards going on a gap year. I'd signed up for this uh, uh, gap year reminder to send me on this uh, course uh, in Canada. Um, and I essentially, I, I 
saw this uh, a post from this organisation called Soul Edge, uh, and I, I applied, um, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. I got got into that. Uh, then further, I was, I was still wanting to go into this investment banking and that sort of thing. So went on the Christmas holidays, um, came back, and I found find myself uh, coming back into school really really difficult. Um, going into exam halls or whatever, uh, I I found myself feeling sick, um, and it was I found out later it was linked to anxiety. Um, I found out that this this sickness was essentially uh, where where I couldn't sort of stay in in these confined spaces where I couldn't leave and I liked the freedom um, and essentially meant that I couldn't go to school for sort of three four five months um, and then it was slowly getting better towards exam season but by that point I'd massive, uh, missed a massive chunk of my my education so as you can imagine that's uh, gonna have a bit of an effect on sort of your grades and uh, <laughs> only a little bit just a little bit uh, on the social side of things uh, but anyway coming out the other side of that I didn't quite get the grades I needed to get into university um, which meant I couldn't go to university straight away and I sort of had to reconsider my options about what I was going to do mm. um, and that that sort of led me to be like right I'm gonna go on this gap year I'm gonna I'm going to see where God takes me with this because uh, this stuff had happened in my life. Uh, I was really questioning, like, what, why was this happening? But actually, uh, looking back on it now, you really see God's hand in sort of directing me to a place where he wanted me to be. Uh, and I talk about uh, this gap year that I went on. So uh, it was uh, January of uh, 2017. I went to Canada. Um, and uh, we went to uh, Saskatchewan actually uh, there's a small town there which which is based in um, and we went on this journey of three months of theological training and uh, physical training and mental training in terms of uh, building up your faith learning about God who he is um, and really getting in that that uh, side of um, just knowing God and praying to God and having that relationship uh, and over those few months I really found that I was uh, moving from that head knowledge that I found I had in school to th that real heart knowledge um, yeah. and, and actually that's such a such a crucial transition because you can you can read all the books you need to and want to but uh, if you if you haven't got that love uh, for God you need to yeah you need to work on that relationship and uh, just get in a place where you can sit down uh, and pray with him, and that was really that that development that just happened. Uh, and then eventually, we we went on mission as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, while we were out there in Canada to our First Nations uh, reserve, which was really eye opening, um, really really eye opening. Um, we we're just uh, able to yeah get into the community, help uh, the community in the ways we we felt we could. Um, and just build relationships there and tell people about Jesus because uh, he he's the person who brings real freedom to people's lives. Um, and in my own life, I found that firsthand um, where he's sort of taking me out of that place of being worried and being anxious um, and put me in a place of being secure. Um, and really, yeah, and in that relationship with God where, where you're his son, uh, where you you have that sonship. Uh, you, you feel secure in your relationship and where you are in life, trusting that he's gonna he's gonna guide you where he where he wants you. Um, so yeah, that's that's a snapshot of my my testimony anyway. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, this can expand out a little bit, but that's, yeah. that's a pretty 
rough overview there. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, man. And as you were saying, as you were sharing, I mean, um, there was a couple things that came to mind. Some of that, like, even though we're, we've been tight, some of that stuff I didn't even know. But then as you were talking about growing up, I was like, uh, one of the things I've appreciated is how in touch both of our families have stayed. So I've got to see snapshots of like young Sam and then young, less young Sam. And then, uh, I remember a couple times going over where it was seeing your parents and it's still something to this day that impresses me how hands-on they were with your faith. And they also got to know, like got to know you in like, in terms of what stuff they'd let you watch that might be like have a different rating where it's like, okay, here's why it's rated 15, but I, or 18 or whatever, but this doesn't affect Sam. This does. So then a couple times I'd bring over movies and they'd be like, all right, what's it rated here? What's it got? And then just seeing that hands-on approach was, was wonderful. And then that, that summer, uh, I think it was 2016 when Jill and I were over and we did our tour of Europe before we went oh, to yeah. see how I get married. And then while we were there, you're like, Hey, Regina is, pr- or not Regina. Um, Saskatchewan's pretty close to Toronto, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, Toronto was a little bit smaller than uh, <laughs> well, I'd, I'd anticipated. Was, while we were there, it was like really mind opening for us. Just like, wow. And here you can get into different countries within a two and a half hour span. Whereas in Toronto or wider Ontario, depending on when you leave, you could be driving for five hours and still in the same province. And we're like, nah, dude, it's like a 31, 31 or 36 something direct hour drive. (laughs) No. And it's also just the temperature in Canada is crazy. Like when we went on mission, uh, back uh back when i was in canada we drove for 12 hours from south to north and had yeah. i think it was a 35 de- degree difference in what we were yeah. feeling weather wise it's just yeah. it's it's crazy extremes but i loved well, it i loved the extremes while i was out there you get a bit, <laughs> bit, got... bit more mellow back in the uk yeah i think you guys have like a max of a, a what like a 20 or a 30 degree swing like its highest is 25 and its lowest is negative five and for us, we're like, we swing from 30 to like negative 40 or where you were at. It was like negative 50. Yeah, I know. It was, it was crazy, crazy, uh, crazy heats. But no, UK, you can sort of get away with having one outfit for pretty much most of the year. <laughs> Can't do that in Canada. <laughs> well, I remember us going over there and you would like bundle up like five layers. And then me and Dave would just be like outside in sweaters, toques and jeans. And we're like. Guys, it's only zero. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Just yeah, I, I had to buy a lot more, a lot more uh, warm gear before I came over. Yeah, um, I remember. No, was, then, yeah, that was all the stuff was, I was bringing you, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that and then getting to see you after was just just awesome, and Jill loved it, and I know the fam did. Um, so your your missions trip over here, you got to experience some stuff that I'll say not even most Canadians get to where they're that first saw that first hand experience with First Nations. But because you've been in the UK your like the majority of your life, you've also gotten a chance to see and get some insight on some of the differences. So uh, what 
differences, I guess, positive ones. I'm not trying to stir a pot or be like, haha, we're better or UK's better. Um, but what were some of the differences that you saw in the in the church in uh, the the UK and Canada? Ah, it's, it's an interesting one actually because um, the, the the amount of churches which we sort of went to um, was a lot sort of smaller. Uh, in Canada compared to some of the ones I've seen in the UK. So we had a, yeah. we were in a town of about 800 people um, when when we were staying in Saskatchewan um, and we went to a couple of the churches. Um, but honestly, uh, the, the differences aren't too massive. In, in the UK, we have loads of, uh, loads of denominations, loads of different uh, types of churches. Uh, in Canada, you do have the same, but the, the churches yeah. we went to actually, they... Uh, some of them were similar to sort of the, the Anglican CAV churches, uh-huh. which we my dad's involved in, um, and which we we uh, we were we went to uh, while we were in Canada. And uh, actually, it's really encouraging to see actually in those churches the similarities as well as the differences. Just see how they do stuff differently. It's not necessarily a bad thing actually. Um, yeah. There was one particular church we went to. Um, in uh, Lethbridge and the way in which they they value the sacraments for example is uh, I thought was really inspiring um, and really sort of holy and sacred Uh, and I love that sort of part of uh, their their worship because they incorporated it in this modern uh, modern outlook um, and really really uh, yeah it really touched me actually that particular church Uh, but actually I think in in loads of different types of churches there's so many uh, uh, benefits to gain from different streams as well uh, I'm, I'm really all for for sort of everyone they might disagree on certain things but there is a thread of unity that we have there um, whether it's sort of charismatic church uh, evangelical uh, church and Anglican church whatever it is yeah. actually uh, we all ultimately love Jesus and worship him, him in different ways um, and yeah. I just loved seeing actually that Canada was the same that you could uh, go to a church, you could walk in, and actually the the, the warmness you feel uh, in a lot of churches, uh, in most churches really, is is incredible. You can walk in and know that you're you're you'd be accepted there as being a, a brother or sister in Christ. Uh, so that was that was an incredible uh, experience to just uh, go to. And I went to your church as well. Um, remind yeah. me of the name of that one, but um, it was it was yeah, I loved, loved uh, Saint, Saint, Claire. Saint Claire. And I know you went to uh, my former home church of Calvary. Oh yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I did as well. With, yeah. with mom and uh, mom and Dave and Jude. Mm, yeah, and although they yeah they do do things slightly differently, perhaps to my my home church, um, I actually loved it. I loved loved the worship. Because ultimately we're there, we're there for Jesus, aren't we? Say, so, and yeah. we're there to represent Him, um, and getting involved in that way in the community. I, I just loved it. Just loved it. Um, there awesome. are difference dif- differences wise. Yeah, we might wear different things when we uh, when we <laughs> preach um, or yeah. whatever. Um, but actually, uh, yeah, the the thread of the gospel is just there, and it's incredible to to see and to get involved in that journey. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, man. And it's, it's always, I, I find it interesting, like just seeing the differences and not having it be like this huge divisive thing, like recognizing, recognizing the differences isn't bad and seeing how like different emphasis, different styles of worship, even uh, like, like you said, different 
styles of dress showing up to church like it's interesting and there's stuff you can learn from so that yeah Ah. yeah it's incredible and and even like my my college where i'm studying theology in morland's college we're a non-denominational college so we have people from all sorts of backgrounds but Mm -hmm. we had chapel today which i had the pleasure of leading worship in and you just we we all come together in that worship from whatever background whether it's high anglican or charismatic um yeah and and you just it's a beautiful thing to just see everyone together worshiping in the way they they really connect with with god and we do our best as a band to to facilitate that as well um and just make sure that our focus isn't on ourselves or necessarily our styles but 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 jesus and who what he's done for us and what's what god's done for us and i just yeah i love that it's a, awesome, beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful mess of different people. And it's, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is something that you would say you took back uh, with you from your missions experience in Canada? What what did you bring yeah. back to... Mm, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting one, actually. Um, I think you really... That one of the biggest things is is just relationship with people. Um, mm-hmm. Being being in the First Nations Reserve and uh, myself uh, not really knowing too much about sort of the background, we knew, knew some stuff about uh, the background of some of these um, reserves. Um, but actually, going out there, you, you you notice you want to really make that connection, that relationship with people, um, because that's ultimately where they start to trust you um, and also you're making that friendship there um you're making that yeah. lasting friendship and when you get to that point uh where you're just being friendly you're being kind um you're you're aiming just to, yeah just to just to really serve them and honor them as jesus would want to uh you're making that connection with them and allowing yourself to know their story as well and once you know their story uh, that's that's somewhere where actually the gospel is something which applies to the whole of our lives. It's not just uh, this. It's applied to my testimony, my life in one way, and probably yours in a different way. Uh, but everyone has a story, and it is connected to that story. Uh, and knowing someone's background and their story, and being like, right, this might have happened in your life, but actually, uh, we have a hope, um, and we have a hope uh, that Jesus has come and He is defeated death and. Uh, you were invited to that uh, incredible family, which uh, the family of the church, which he offers um, out to people, and that eternal life um, afterwards, life in abundance, life, uh, life to the full, which he he just wants us to to get involved with. And in the brokenness of our world, we really need that that hope and that 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 message to be put brought through. And that's one of the things I found as a takeaway from from mission. Really, is just you really want to build that relationship with people where you can get to a point and be like I like you can empathize with people's struggles and you can come alongside them and be like right uh I see you're struggling I've struggled too this is my testimony uh, in Revelation it talks about how we will overcome uh the enemy by uh the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and actually I think it's it's so true that uh, our testimonies have power um, and actually listening to people and uh, giving people freedom uh, yeah it just brings yeah it brings it's a really really important step to just know people's story and I, I think that's it's that's one of the things I sort of grew in was just 
learning to to take that uh, to take people's stories listen to them and, and, and yeah just see where God can help them because he wants to help them as well and uh, he wants to come into their lives um, if they if, yeah so I think that's a massive takeaway I, I had anyway awesome man um, it's one I always ask but I love the different answers we get and I just realized this is one where I repeat myself all the time when I ask this question. Are there any resources, uh, like certain pastors, theologians, authors, or even uh, artists or websites or anything that you uh, that you particularly learn from that you'd recommend for people to check out? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love Occupy, and I occupy a lot of time of uh, a lot of my time reading and just for college but um one book for perhaps if you're a a new christian um or or wanting to know more about who god is uh there's j.i packer's knowing god um is incredible it it talks about the different uh sort of natures different aspects of god those incommunicable attributes which we can't quite grasp our heads around head around because Mm -hmm. for example eternity that sometimes scares me when I think about it, but yeah. he just talks about that, and he also talks about things we can relate to God because we're made in the image of God, and we have things we we relate to with Him as well. And ultimately, uh, talks about what God has done for us, uh, and also we touched on it a little bit, but touches right onto that idea of sonship, the idea that what God's doing is He's He's sent His Son Jesus, uh, that we can be uh, made, uh, brought into His family through adoption, and everything which is surrounded that. And it's a really beautiful book in terms of how He uh, brings together um, sonship and all of these attributes, and who a, f- uh, a faithful Father is uh, to us, and a loving God is um, above all. Um, and different aspects of God, not just his love, but his justice and all of these other things. So J.I. Packer is a great one. Um, I I really love, I'm a bit of a uh, classics reader, so I, I love Augustine. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a solid read. I don't wouldn't suggest them to everyone. It's a bit of a hard read at times, but um, yeah. some of his books are incredible. Um, he just has so much wisdom. The early church, uh, just, just they, they studied their Bible day in, day out. Um, and especially Augustine, he, he comes from this, uh, this place where he wasn't a Christian originally, but he had the call of God just put onto his life. Um, and, and you can really see it in his, his writings, the emotional struggle, uh, which he, which he goes through. Um, so I, I really, yeah, I love that. So confessions by Augustine is a great one to start. Um, if you really want a big book to, to tackle, City of God is like an 800-page masterpiece. Oh, my gosh. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, yeah, probably uh, not the best to, to start off well, light with him. I, I just say, oh, my gosh, because I just struggle with the reading <laughs> to begin yeah. with. Um, it's, it's a rare, it's, it's, it's a big, big book, though, so you have to invest a lot of time in it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I love those two. I, I listen to a lot of John Piper as well. I think he's he's a great um, expository pe- preacher. Um, and he just, yeah, he takes the word and he just, yeah, he, he runs with it really, really well. Um, and I think weighing up, there's loads of different. Uh, so Tim Keller as well, really good uh, preacher, really good. Uh, he actually just resigned, actually, from his church. Um, oh, not, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they. I think they. it wasn't a surprise to the church. They announced it a couple, like a, a year ago or so. But they're splitting uh, the church into three, his church into three. And But, uh, yeah, his books are great as well. Uh, Counterfeit Gods is one. Um, just talks about that different idols, which 
uh, talks about if you haven't got God at the center of your your life, you're going to be placing it in another thing. And yeah. it's yeah, it's a really really great book there as well. And um, so those are the sort of uh, yeah sort of books. Like I've got I could list off a couple others um, as well. I mean the the, the church fathers like Irenaeus um, or Ignatius of Antioch and all of these ones. <laughs> but I'm not sure how many people yeah. would be familiar with those. Um, you've got a couple of reformers as well, which uh, sort of inspire some of my uh, writings. You've got John Calvin and you've got Martin Luther and those people. Yeah, a lot of those sort of classic classic literature. I just think it's. We often think these uh, older books don't have any any value, yeah. but actually, these writers uh, often, for example, Calvin probably wrote as much as any of us are, are going to read in our lifetime. Uh, yeah. So their their lives are de- de- dedicated to just uh, reading and learning about who God is. Um, so I think there's so much wisdom to be uh, yeah taken from them. Nice. I I gotta sit you uh, down with Hal. I don't think you've ever actually met. Um... Just because he's one of a, he's a huge reader as well. So I'm like, as you were sharing all these books and the thoughts on the reading, I'm like, oh man, you got to meet Hal. You guys could just chat about books and I'd just be like, fly on the wall. Um, All right. So I got two more questions for you, my good man. Um, What do you think is the challenge facing the church today? Now we can make that specifically UK or if you, if you want to go worldwide, we could do that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably because we're in, in a Western culture, we can sort of, the, the, if I speak about the UK, you could probably take something away uh, into can- Canadian uh, politics. You're actually a little bit ahead of us in, in some circumstances um, in terms of the church. You've uh, unfortunately had a, the church split in Canada. I can't remember, it was a decade ago now, wasn't it? About 10 years ago um, in the uh, evangelical movement. But uh, in the UK, that's probably one of the biggest things at the moment is the uh, debate around identity and um, homosexuality and that sort of thing at the moment. And within the church, that's that's something which we that people are being very sensitive about in terms of going about it because it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive issue. Um, yeah. I think one of the, the things we, we've got to stick firm to, uh, especially in, we've got this uh, postmodern uh, outlook, especially in society, this idea that... Um, truths are all uh, individual truths and there's no objective truth uh, i think it's a dangerous notion it's often like propelled by a uh, sort of atheism and this uh, materialistic outlook we have on life especially in our politics um, in the uk uh, that's very much that's seen uh, a lot uh, in in the uk anyway but i think for christians we've just got to we've just got to stick uh, to the word of god we've got to make sure that we're we're sticking truth to our truths, um, yes. uh, which are which are set out in Scripture, uh, which which the church has had for millennia, um, and because that we want to stick uh, close to, to to the Word of God, not just because oh we're being legalistic and oh this is yeah. uh, what we want, but actually God's when God says something, He says it for a reason, and He mm. He says it for our good and our benefit, not just to be a killjoy. Um, so I think actually yeah. often people look at the church and are like, oh, that's that's all they are, especially teenagers and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah. uh, and, and young adults growing up. Um, I, I probably thought that at one time as well. But actually we need to, as Christians, we need to be like, right, God said this in his words. Perhaps mm-hmm. some of us might not understand it at times. 
fully. Yeah. But we need to trust that he's given us through his, his grace and his sovereignty, he's given us this word which is so powerful um, and his spirit just speaks to us through it. Uh, and I, think yeah. I always find that incredible. Uh, but actually, we just need to make sure that we're, we're sticking to, to what, what God says. And I think that's going to be a, a, a tricky one, especially with the outside pressure in politics uh, today. I think in, in the UK, you sort of see, especially with a lot of the identity politics coming in about uh, sort of transgenderism and uh, a lot of these different uh, things. Uh, as Christians, we've just got to stand firm on on uh, a lot of these issues. Uh, and there's got to be a lot more voices in politics as well. Um, that's one of the things is, is Christians, the Christian voice is sometimes a bit muted. You don't hear it very often, um, even though there, there is actually a, lot, a large amount of people who are uh, Christian and need to be putting these truths out. Um, so I think that's going to be a big, big challenge in the future, just making sure that we're sticking to the word of God. Uh, and I, I think if we do that, uh, people, I, I don't think people are going to be happy. Jesus says the world's going to hate, hate yeah, us. Yeah. Um, and actually, we've got to be prepared for that. Uh, and yeah. and uh, I'm prepared for that. Um, but actually, yeah. it's a joy to, to, to be like, right, I'm sticking with my God uh, who's, who's brought me out of this uh, place yeah. uh, in terms of my testimony. And he's done uh, incredible miracles uh, through uh, throughout my life, really. Uh, and actually, it's, it's that personal experience you have with him that 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 relationship um which you just hold on to and you're like right i'm sticking with this that's 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 my that's my jam that's <laughs> just so to speak um so yeah i think that's yeah. that's going to be a major major one of the next things but yeah that's that's to come and i'd say with that i think uh i think a chat the a challenge the church needs to face is we are I absolutely agree that we need to stand firm to our truth and the truth in the gospel and what what God says. But I think one of the a benefit out of the challenges and you can say out of the identity politics and stuff is it's forcing us to take a good long hard look about how we've gone about doing the truth or sharing that truth where it's not I'm not saying we cave, I'm not saying we we cater, but I think it's it's fair to say that for the most part, and this isn't all, all churches, we haven't been doing that right, where you can still share that truth and share Jesus and say, no, this in the Bible is a sin, but without being a jerk about it. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's a bit like, I watched an interview which uh, Tim Keller did a, a little while ago, and he, he was like, oh, is, is being gay going to send you to hell? And he's like, no, just as much as... Uh, being straight is going to send you to heaven. It's this yeah. idea that actually we've we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Exactly. Um, and what we need to be pushing is that idea that God is calling us out of that. Um, and yeah, yeah. sure, um, uh, there's certain things which uh, the church is labelled as sin, um, but actually it's about that relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and being drawn out of that that sin because He's calling us out of that into freedom. Um, and there's yeah, there's, there's got to be different ways about us going about certain things. I think in the church, often uh, people see us as being uh, condemning uh, too quickly. I, I think often, sometimes it's just people see a church and then they feel like they're going to be judged. I think we've almost got to the point now that that within churches, we know that actually we are quite accepting in terms of. Yeah, we understand yeah. you're coming from a background and you're not necessarily a Christian straight away. But 
often mm-hmm. people feel like they're being condemned from the outside when actually that's not going to be the case. Um, yeah. In a lot of churches now, a lot of churches, especially especially in this sort of uh, era we're going into, I don't think that's necessarily a thing which is uh, going to happen. Um, uh, but actually, it is as you said, it is an opportunity to just review and be like, right, we've got to we've got to view why we believe what we believe. And mm-hmm. that, often, this is the beauty of of the church is actually under pressure. It brings out this 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 beauty that actually we can. Uh, stick to the word of god and it brings out its wisdom uh, i think it yeah. was uh, augustine uh, which which said that uh, a church under persecution it, it just it brings out this this intellectual side of her um, and that's what we're seeing that's what we will see uh, yeah. uh coming out today and there's i i believe there's a generation of people coming up who who understand these issues uh well and understand it in a way to to put it across to people um, mm-hmm. that actually we're, we're there we're, we're putting this offer forward um, and we're we're being like right Jesus wants you Jesus wants yeah. you to, to come into his family um, and there's stuff which comes along with that and people will reject it um, no oh, doubt yeah. but, but that's that's our message really yeah and I, it's something like yeah it's something I've seen the church already do and praise God where it's uh we're addressing those things, but I think we're learning to do it in a more like loving and sensitive way, but still that loving firmness where it's like, yeah, where you're showing the sensitivity in the sense of like, look, we're not sharing this, to put you down or be bigoted or be, be giant jerks. It's like, this is sin, but I can, but you're still called. You are still loved. We are still here to be with you, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, this yeah. is yeah. No, yeah, for sure. It's like it is that journey as well. People go through, and I think it's it's a sensitive topic because it's people something which people are, are very much involved uh, with emotionally, um, and actually, yeah, it's 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 an issue which the church has to deal with sensitively. But I think they're getting better at that, and and absolutely, we've got a we've sure we've got to stick to those we've got to stick to those truths because we've that's the one yeah. thing we can't do as christians would be like we're going to depart if we depart from that truth there's a lot of implications in terms of what other truths from the bible we uh we sort of sacrifice as soon as we start picking and choosing what truths it's yeah yeah exactly so there is uh, a truth which we hold to but there is also uh, the message of the gospel and the freedom which comes with that which we're offering to people and, and yeah. that's what we want to put across and and listener we're we're not trying to harp on what just one one facet i mean this is a discussion that insert any issue or anything like yeah. you you can make this about this um so i hope you understand that and i hope you're hearing both mine and sam's hearts <laughs> no exactly it's, it's the idea that actually uh, sin is whatever it is so like if if you're involved in the gang or you're involved in whatever it is uh, uh, God's calling you out of that to, to a place of freedom exactly. in him and, and actually a family as well because the church is a family as I was saying earlier about being able to go into any church um, yeah. actually it's, it's that, that community you get and Jesus says um, for, for all of the, the, the brothers and sisters and mothers that you, you go away from um, in order to follow him you'll gain a uh, hundred times 
uh, in, in brothers uh, and sisters and mothers in, in the church. And actually, it's, it's that community which, which is so uh, attractive as well. Uh, in a time of disconnect, where we're we're meant to be so connected by these, you know, these devices, these yeah. mobile phones, and oh, this is great on Skype. I love it, but um, yeah. often uh, that's a bit of a curse as well. Uh, we're we're getting so disconnected. Well, yeah, we're we're hanging out together, but how many of us are playing stuff on our phones? And I say yeah. that as someone uh, very guilty of that. Uh, as soon as I said that, I immediately thought of Paul being like, "Of which I am the worst." Like. It'll be, we'll all be hanging out, but I'll be like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to play Spider Solitaire and give one word answers. Um. No, exactly. And it's, I think it's, that's part of our sort of, uh, our, our longing for connection as well. And we often go to that for sort of some, some form of connection. Uh, to, it seems like we're connecting with people, but uh, actually uh, we, we're longing for that real connection with others, whether that's relationship uh, with other people, friendships, um, we had this uh, this uh, sort of theological, if you don't mind me talking about it, there's a, a, a theological um, sort of point we were, we were taught about was uh, every human being wants to be seen, they want to be known, and they want to be loved. And actually, if we're not getting that from God, we're going to be getting that from somewhere else. Uh, we might, for us being seen, that might be in terms of uh, us uh, trying to, on, constantly on social media or something else, um, being known, I don't know, that might be on... Uh, uh, various other things uh, don't know maybe being louder I don't know and there's various things that can manifest itself and being loved um, it's, you can place your love in so many different things so many different things yeah. um, whether that's uh, I don't know your work um, whether that's sort of a hobby but actually all of these things uh, are, are brittle they can fail you could get fired from your job you could get uh, you could break a leg. Say you love playing football, you could break a leg, and you wouldn't be able to do that hobby. And if you're not doing that, then then where are you getting your security? And ultimately, that's one of the one of the calls of uh, the gospel to actually give it all over to God. Uh, and because when we're in that relationship with Him, uh, we're fully known, we're fully seen, uh, and we're fully loved by Him. And everything else which we do is just a bonus, which He's blessed us with. So, it's, yeah. yeah, it's great. I, I love it. All right, buddy, uh, final question for you before uh, we head out for the day. And uh, it's like it's almost 2 o'clock here, and then i got to get some stuff done before I go to work. And it's like 7 o'clock for you almost, so am I right? Yeah, it's almost 7, right? Yeah, it's almost 7. All right, there we go. Uh, how do you see the church at work in the UK? Like, how, where do you see it thriving almost, I guess, or... Interesting. So the church I'm involved with is uh, uh, it's called BCC uh, Brand School Community Church. It's a uh, it's a small church in the village. It's a fantastic church. Uh, fills the the pastor there, associate pastor Andy as well. And and actually the one thing I I see loads of things which are so right with this church. Uh, but one of the biggest things is just that sense of community. I think. <clears throat> Uh, as we we're saying in this time where we're so disconnected, that community is something which people are longing for. Um, and I think that's one of the things loads of churches are doing right. Um, I'm from an Anglican background and a lot of churches do do that right. There's my, my friends at a, a, ch a church called Gas Street uh, up in, in Birmingham and he, he's, he loves that church so much. But there's I think it is built upon that sort of community idea. Uh, Vineyard churches are very good at this as well. Um, I've got my sister, my sisters involved in vineyard churches, um, and uh, yeah, community is just a massive thing, uh, which I think is so encouraging to see um, 
each other us in that sort of, those sort of groups and discipling one another and just coming alongside <laughs> one another uh, and encouraging people in in to get deeper into your into into God's words, uh, deeper into prayer, just deeper into that relationship with God, where our security uh, and where our love ultimately comes from, um, and thus that striving, yeah, for the for the miraculous through prayer, through prayer, whatever uh, that might come out as. Um, I think that's something which the church is is getting involved with, and just knowing people's stories as well. Uh, so I was saying that's one of the biggest takeaways and actually I think the church is starting to recognise that as a massive uh, thing which we need to do is just to, to listen to where people are at and be like the gospel is here and it's it's an offer for you um, John 3.16 uh, whoever should believe in him uh, will not perish but have eternal life uh, and it's it's the idea we're, we're putting that offer forward and that community forward to people um, to get into that relationship because it is a relationship ultimately with with Jesus, with and with the Creator who created us um, as it was meant to be, um, but no, it's, it's it's an exciting movement forward in the UK, and uh, uh, I, I, I we pray a lot about uh, about the church because there's there's some uh, pressures which are going to come for sure from from government from various uh, organisations that uh, the the dynamics the demographics sort of. Uh, um, churchgoers and that sort of thing and about 100 years ago it was standard to go to church uh, as a family thing as a parish church um, and we have this network of uh, Church of England churches across the UK which uh, across England and, and Wales even which which cover pretty much every uh, house which is fantastic such an opportunity there I think it's just how about how we utilize our resources um, and how we uh, go about just uh, yeah just bringing the gospel to people in that hope and helping the community but I think as, as sort of uh, troubles might arise from government or wherever it is, uh, that's an opportunity for us to step up and be like, right, these are the truths which we hand, which we stand to, which have sort of been pushed to the background a little bit by uh, by others because we haven't had this conflict. But in, in some ways, it's it's going to come, uh, and there's going to be fruit in that though, uh, and it's an exciting time for sure. Absolutely, man. All right, Sam, uh, just because on my phone I have gotten a bunch of notifications from uh, from my family and from yours, <laughs> just over Instagram and such, uh, we're going to end things in a different way than I normally do on the podcast. We're going to do a good old-fashioned shout-out, uh, like we used to do the videos on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so are you good to shout-out your family and I'll shout-out mine? <laughs> no, so uh, shout out to my, my close family. So we got my uh, mum and my dad, Michael and Pam. Uh, got my sister, my younger sister Lizzie, who's at university. Um, then got my uh, my older sister, brother in law, and my nephews and nieces up in Birmingham. Uh, and also uh, my sister uh, uh, Pippa and uh, her husband Pete as well. Uh, yeah, just they're shout out to right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having a great time out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, in the sun, driving around in. Uh, some gas guzzlers, some big cars. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good to look at their Instagram. It's a place I, I want to go to California sometime. So. I've never been. I want to visit, although Arnold's not the, the governor there anymore. So I'm like, ah, it's not going to be as oh, fun. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, we should, uh, we should bring him back just for that trip. <laughs> exactly, just for the jokes, man. Yeah, also just shout out to yeah, Moreland's College. Mo College is an uh, awesome college. Uh, awesome people here. Uh, so yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. 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 All right. Uh, shout out to my amazing and wonderful wife, Jill, who got me a new microphone that I'm speaking into. 
uh, my adorable dog, Loons, who is somewhere beneath me, uh, looking like she's actually fast asleep almost. Um, and then my, my awesome aunt, my awesome brother, who's working incredibly hard during tax season, and my, my wonderful mother, who actually just texted me and kind of inspired this bit. So, uh, yeah, this is something Sam and I used to do whenever we'd be over there. It's like, all right, let's call out our friends on video for uh, no real reason, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, all right, and dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and and learned from Sam. Uh, I ask that uh, if you can pray for pray for Sam and his studies, and also uh, pray for his dad. He's the rector at a, a church in Bath, and rector's like a pastor. There's a lot of work involved in that. Uh, at some point, I'm going to try to get him on the podcast, and. It's it's hard work being a being a pastor. So if you can uh, pray for him, just pray for for God's continued uh, grace and wisdom and energy on uh, on Mike's life. Mike is Mike and Sam's whole fam is wonderful. Um, yeah, people are awesome. <laughs> and uh, Sam, thank you again for uh, for joining us. And uh, dear listener, uh, other thing is always please uh, if you can subscribe and share. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day and God bless my friends. Take care.